Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined by Greg Browning for a fresh look ahead to the Scottish football betting this weekend. Greg, how's things? Yes, good evening. Glad to be back. It's been a long, what, two weeks, three weeks since we were last year? Certainly discussing Scottish football, yeah. We've just finished our Norwegian podcast with David uh, over in Norway, so if you've not caught that yet, make sure you give that a listen. But for Scottish football, we are turning our attention to Div McDonald. How's it going, Div? Very, very well, very well. Good evening. Great to have you back on the podcast. And I guess the floor is yours in terms of how good St Mirren are doing this precise moment. I've seen you gleefully tweet the forum table earlier today. I know, I can't believe it when I look at it. It's, you know, it's one of those things. I'm trying not to get carried away, but it's hard. You know, we've won five of our last six games. We genuinely look like we've got a proper identity, a proper plan. We're really solid. It's looking really good, but... As I say, I'm trying not to get too carried away because I've, 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 I'm very old and I've seen yeah. some mum. You've been here before. And you know as well, Dave. Yeah, I've been here before. I'll to you at some point about something, which is great. So I guess I sent you a tweet last week about yeah, it's all just ignore at the moment, but give it a few weeks. <laughs> Back into the bottom six, Rob, Robo's going off as head at referees. That's what we like to see. Well, what, I can't believe you, you passed up the chance there when I said we've won five of the last six that you didn't race in to tell me about the one that we lost. I was going to wait for that, but that's OK. <laughs> it was kind of you to mention it now on the podcast. Publicly. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so a visit to Ibrox, nothing, um, nothing like what you need right now after five wins out of six is a trip to Ibrox, but we'll cover that shortly to see if you think you'll get any chance of going to Ibrox and getting something on Saturday. Uh, Greg, we are into October now. Uh, as far as the season goes, it's been a great start to the season. I think it's now seven months profit in a row and we've been doing pretty well on the channel so far since the, the season started. Yeah, it's been great. Really, really pleased. Seven months in a row profit. Um, I think it's 22 out of 27 months profit since we started the channel, which is fantastic. So obviously going for eight in a row this month. And October started brilliantly. Always great to start the month well. Um, and we did on the 1st of October, which was Saturday. Scottish Snap landed at Elgin. They won 5-1, over 2.5 match goals in that game. Dundee scored two, came in. Stranata scored two, came in. St Etienne scored two, came in. Quite a common theme here, uh, teams to score two. <laughs> and uh, we had Hibbs Motherwell Corners double at five to four. And Motherwell were, I think, eight to 15 to hit two corners at Celtic Park on Saturday, which I thought was mental. Um, they were 13 to eight to hit three and three to one to hit four. We just spoke about that on the Norwegian podcast. Besides uh, a really silly price to win the match, like 16 to one, but you often get good odds on the corners front. And that was the case last Saturday. Yeah, it's something we'll, we'll visit between now and the end of the season plenty of times, no doubt. Um, in terms of the Premiership itself, Celtic are two points clear at the top. Um, Rangers have closed the gap. Div, we've not had you on. In fact, I don't think we've done a podcast since St Mirren beat Celtic. Yeah, well, that, what a day that was. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, uh, you know, as you said, as supporting a team, a smaller team, these are the days that you, you dream of, these are the days that you sit through all the pain for, it was absolutely magic, I thought we really deserved it as well, I thought we played really well that day yep. um, again, just a total total game plan executed to perfection against maybe a Celtic team that 
obviously made far too many changes that day, maybe underestimated us a wee bit and maybe just didn't fire. But um, ah, it was a really enjoyable day. Brilliant, brilliant win. Yeah, and speaking of Celtic, uh, Greg, they are at St Johnson at the weekend. St Johnson 12-1. to 1. To be a Celtic side who are going through a wee bit of a sticky patch at the moment, they're certainly picking up some injuries. Their two first picks in their halves are out. Gal McGregor's picked up an injury there in midweek. Um, and a couple of boys coming back from international duty with a few knocks as well. They've got a lot of fixtures coming up between now and the World Cup, and it's certainly a test of their squad at the moment. Yeah, it is a test. Obviously, they've spent a lot of money in that squad. So I'm pretty sure Ange Postecoglou is quite happy with the squad that he's got. I think if somebody comes out, he's always got a three or four million pound player he can bring off the bench. So I don't have too much sympathy with Celtic on that front. But I think what St Mirren showed the league a few weeks ago is that they can be beaten. Um, if the game plan works, obviously probably Celtic to have an off day, which they probably had that day. But as you say, it has been a bit of a sticky patch for Celtic. They, I didn't see the highlights in the Motherwell game. But it was a 2-1-1 in the end. I'm not sure how Motherwell played, but I think they gave a decent account of themselves, Motherwell. And Celtic obviously went to Germany last night and lost 3-1. I was at Rugby Park last night for St. Johnson's loss to Kilmarnock. Pretty poor performance all round from us, to be fair. And obviously got a really tough ask in the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. 12-1 for us to win this match. Um, you could be 20-1. to probably still wouldn't back it, to be fair. I think the problem we've got is if we don't score first, we don't come back into games to pick up points. Mm-hmm. And I think Celtic will be... I don't think the manager's going to make many changes for Celtic. If he, can, if he can avoid it, he'll play the strongest 11 he's got available, especially after resting quite a few people at St Mirren um, a few weeks ago. So I don't think he'll be looking to make the same mistake there. Not much of a way of an angle in this one. What I would say is Celtic have got an opportunity to go five points clear of Rangers on Saturday. And psychologically, that's a, a big push for them with Rangers at home against St Mirren. So I think for this game, for me, the old classic Celtic corners bet, they are four to five to hit four in the first half. I think we lost four in the first 10 minutes last night at Kilmarnock. <laughs> um, and I think we are four to five to hit just three which I think is not a bad place, to be fair. We're hitting some pretty decent corner numbers um, right out, out wide. So I think that's not the worst of shouts, but at the moment, it's a no better for me in this game. In a match, you probably expect Celtic to win quite comfortably. Yeah, big win for you guys last week against the United. It was. It really was. We played some really good stuff in that match, in that first half. Um, speaking to a few of the fans last night and on Twitter, it's probably the best we've played this season anyway in a 45-minute spell. Two really good goals. And it was a massive win. Disappointing we never picked up some points last night because what that would have done was you'd have essentially had three mini-leagues within the league. You'd have had Ranger Celtic. Um, and Superman. Imposters. <laughs> yes, Dave. away and the rest. Then you really got Dungeon United who we'll touch upon shortly. Ross County and Kilmarnock. But yeah, big one for Kilmarnock last night. But I don't think I hold much hope for us. And that's not just as a fan saying that. I think you'd have to fancy Celtic to get back, not back to winning ways. Obviously, they beat Motherwell last week, but I just think our record in this fixture now hasn't been great over yeah. seasons against the old firm. And the 2 to 11 for Celtic's probably, it's a bit short, but it's probably fair. Yeah, and I suppose from a Saints point of view, 
obviously the the win that St Mirren had against Celtic, Celtic they made five or six changes. It'll be interesting to see what Ange Postecoglou does on Saturday ahead of yet another crucial Champions League game in midweek. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a game that I'm kind of with Greg. I don't really see huge amounts of value in, in going for Celtic win here. That, that they are going through a bit of a sticky patch. I still expect they'll have too much for St Johnson, but I think Cal McGregor will be a big loss for them if, if he is going to be out for, I don't know, if, uh, if they said today how long he might be out for, but I think he'll be a big loss. And I think Kurt uh, Vickers and Startfield have, have obviously been, their loss has been felt. So they're stretched a wee bit, but they've still got far too much quality for, for St. Johnson. I had a kind of look at corners on, on this. I mean, Celtic have had maybe less corners than they did uh, last season, but still their away games, 15, 10, 13, 13, they're still big numbers. Um, uh, so I think over 10 at 45 in this game, Probably a little bit too high for me, uh, but I think it's got a good chance. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, um, next up we've got Hibs at home to Motherwell. Craig and I want to say as Hibs are just three to four. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very critical of Hibs this season, but I probably need to give them a bit of credit now as well. Yeah. They, they went through their lucky patch. They've overcome that, and they're actually in pretty good shape coming into this game. A really good one at Ross County. Last time out, uh, they're at home. But they're playing a Motherwell side who will be absolutely buzzing after midweek hammering of Ross County. Uh, Van Veen Hattrick, he's now got more goals than bookings. And that didn't happen last season. <laughs> he got 15 bookings last season. And he's got 11 goals. So I think he, don't get me wrong, he's still been booked a few times this season already. But a good tactic for him. And it was, I wouldn't say, well, obviously it was a surprising result for them to win 5-0. But I think Motherwell fans will say to you that they've been chapping on the door quite a few times in recent games, probably not got the goals total that they maybe deserved in the last couple of games. This should be a really good game, this one. I must admit, I cannot back Hibs at 3-4, even though they're playing well and they're in a good position. Um, Hibs, there's probably a couple of angles in this match for me. I think, number one, probably have to celebrate the fact that Hibs are the corner kings of the Scottish Premiership. No doubt about that. Even better than Celtic. Over nine corners per game they've hit so far this season. Uh, Hibs, 9, 7, 14, 5, 10, 7, 10 and 11. So it's not as if those numbers are just through a couple of games. They've hit double figures in half their matches, um, which is very, very good going. And they're at home against the Motherwell side. Probably don't get that many. What I would say in this match as well, there has only been, well, fact, I'll ask a question to you guys, quiz time. Mm. How many nil nils has there been in the last 40 games in this fixture? In the last 40? Yes. I'm going to be Five. Quite, I'm going to say quite a few. No, well, I actually remember one a couple of years ago that was live in the telly, but I always would fancy this game for goals, so I'm going to go a low number. Five. No, it's two. Two nil nil draws, I think, in the last wow. forty games. Um, very, very few nil nil draws. Very few one nils. To be fair, this fixture does tend to have goals in it. Um, and looking at obviously Hibs at home, they played with eleven men for the full ninety minutes last week. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> so a one nil victory over Kilmarnock, a three one win against Aberdeen, and you have to say a really good win away to, to Ross County in a match where they hit 11 corners. The bookies, though, have, have kind of caught on a little bit now to the, the Hibs corners train. You're needing to get over 
for six to five, and Hibs on the corners match bait are just two to seven. That said, it's probably quite a safe two to seven. Motherwell don't hit that many corners, but this match for me, I'm taking in a double, and I'm taking over 1.5 match goals in this match, and doubling that up with um, the match at Tannadice at six o'clock. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a sec. Uh, Div, Hibs at 3 to 4, Motherwell at 15 to 4. Uh, I don't know, I just think that price, 15 to 4, two relatively easy, evenly matched teams at the moment, um, just looks a wee bit bigger if there's an angle in on Motherwell. Yeah, I, I think Motherwell definitely caused problems. I mean, they've won three of their five away games and they've scored in all five of their away games. And obviously they did, as Greg said, hit five during the week, albeit against a tour. Ross County team, but I think um, over two and a half goals has landed in all f- in the last four away games. Um, Hibs have scored in all their home games, so it does point to goals. I think over two and a half goals at two point one is not a bad shout in this one. Um, I mean, it's, it's still it's Hibs are they look as though they're beginning to fly, uh, and Motherwell will be in good form and and you know definitely fancy their chances of getting a goal. So I don't see why over two and a half can't land in it, land in this one. Yep, Motherwell unbeaten in the last four visits to Easter Road and it's even money on the double chance for Motherwell or the draw. Just throwing it out there. Would not be surprised. Honestly, would not be surprised at all if Motherwell went there and got a result or got at least a draw. Yeah. Uh, quite looking forward to seeing how this game pans out, to be fair. Both teams in decent shape, so it should be a good game. Yeah. Okay, Craig, we'll jump quickly to that Dundee United Aberdeen game, although it's at six o'clock. I'm still trying to work out why it's at six o'clock, Div. It is. It's a bit of a trial. I think both teams have agreed to have their uh, respective home games played uh, at a different kickoff time. I think just to try and experiment both with the support, um, mm-hmm. but also it allows them to sell pay per view now um, because it's out with the core broadcasting times. Um, yeah. the, the kind of block times. I don't know if they are actually doing it for this game, but Aberdeen have sold almost four thousand tickets for the game at uh, Tannadice on Saturday night, which is absolutely unbelievable when you think about it. Um, yeah. So, um, and I think the home game, as I say, Aberdeen v United's also been played either on a Friday night or a Saturday night. So it, I think both teams must have just agreed to give it a go. And you can't knock them, I think. You know, no, I think it's great. Like, yeah. yeah it's on a Saturday night. Six o'clock on a Saturday, that's what dreams are made of. Yeah. It's, <laughs> if, if, if the travelling's not too bad, um, and obviously it is still a bit of a, a drive or, or a journey, Aberdeen to Dundee, especially with the trains off. But um, it's it's when it is close yeah, enough, I think the Friday and Saturday kick-off times, uh, Friday and Saturday night are, are magic, as you say. Yeah, good to see a wee bit of innovation in the Scottish game, Dave. No, definitely. I think the teams, they, they've all got to kind of look at stuff like this. And, and if there is a bumper crowd here, obviously United are struggling, so I don't know what their crowd will be like, but I'd imagine it'll be OK. Um, but if there's a big, big crowd there, I think it encourages teams to maybe to, to, to think outside the box and do different things. Um, I've been to a few Simon games on a Friday night and it's always been an unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah. Everybody's always in a great mood. Uh, you know, what's just finished the weekends there, Saturday night, games, I've not experienced too many of them at home, but um, I wouldn't mind it, I'd, I'd be right up for it. We mm-hmm. play Hibs uh, a week, two weeks tomorrow at Easter Road on a Friday night kick-off, it's been moved to a Friday night for that same reason, I think it's £10 per ticket as well yeah, so brilliant. a few things happening in the Premiership in terms of just piloting things and seeing how things go um, so yeah, we'll take a decent crowd to that on a Friday night as well, so it'll be good. Yeah, good to see Okay, so in terms of this game, David uh, Greg, sorry, that makes up the second leg of your over one and a half goals double. 
Yeah, let's get let's get right at about Dungeon United first though. Let's get right <laughs> at about um two points and twenty four. They have I think we, we go back to that AZ match. It's likely we go now, isn't it? What's yeah. At United. A shambles on and off the pitch. Fans aren't happy. You see it on Twitter constantly now. Um fans really are going for the board, all that sort of stuff. They brought in Liam Fox on the cheap. Not a great start. And they're at home to Aberdeen, who at Pataudry are swashbuckling free scoring. But away from home, though, the jury's still out in Aberdeen, massively. They've only won once in their last 14 away games in the Premiership. No need to guess who that was against. That's right, <laughs> when it's in Johnston. They've only won twice in 22 away games, Aberdeen. Jeez. It's an absolute disgrace. Two wins in 22 away games. Both against St Johnston, both one 0 and both games they've never won in the first place. <laughs> that ran over. Aberdeen really have to get their finger out and really start picking up points. It's been an issue now for a good number of seasons now. Do a lot of good work at Petardry, but I think they finished third this season, and I still think they will finish third. They're going to have to start winning games away from home, and who better to play than a wounded, demoralised United side who defensively look really weak still. Um, I won the defeat at home to Livingston. St Mirren battered them 3-0. Celtic annihilated them 9-0. We've gone there, beat them 2-1 last week. Should have been more in the first half, to be fair. Could have been 3-0 at half-time. So in terms of Dungeon United season ticket holders, definitely getting value for money in terms of goals. <laughs> 16 goals in four games. Outstanding, but they've only scored one of those 16 goals. So I think for me, Aberdeen scoring goals... Probably still quite suspect defensively, I think, Aberdeen. They still can see goals. Um, but I do think we'll see at least two goals in this match. It's very similar to the Hibs game. I think you could probably argue there's a case for both Hibs v Motherwell and Dungeon United v Aberdeen, both to be over 2.5. But I'm playing a little bit safer and I'm happy to back the double. So it's a Hibs Motherwell, Dungeon United Aberdeen, over 1.5, match goals double at 17 to 20. Those are some remarkable stats you've dug out there, Greg. And I think people would probably just look at this fixture seeding. The United bottom of the table without a win. Uh, and obviously Aberdeen, who we think, I think general consensus is they're doing pretty well this season. But you wouldn't want to be back in a team that's only won two games away from home in 22, would you, Div? Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, I've written down in my notes here, Aberdeen have only won in Perth since August the 8th, 2021, which is an unbelievable start. It really is. Um They've got to get that monkey off their back soon, though, and I really do fancy them on, on Saturday. I think I think the occasion, and because there's such a big support town uh, packed in behind that goal, I really think this will be a good game. Actually, I think it'll be. I think Aberdeen to score a couple of goals. I looked at that and I thought 2.25 for Aberdeen to score two goals is is really big. Um, but as Greg says, they can't really be trusted. Um, if, I, I can't go there yet, but I really like the look of corners in this game. I think it's going to be one of those games where uh, Aberdeen will go for it. I think Tanadice is a ground where you tend to get a lot of corners. Uh, United home games, 13, 13, 13 and 9. And Aberdeen away games, 12, 10, 16 and 12. So I think over 10 corners in this one looks easily achievable at 1.83. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of preferring that one to the goals. Um, but I do I think there'll be one and a half goals for sure in this game. Uh, just maybe not all for Aberdeen. But I think Aberdeen will win this. Yeah, they've got to get that away win and get that monkey off their back soon. 
I think for me, I really hope Aberdeen do win this match. Not just because I've got Aberdeen to finish third, but it'd be great to see Dundee lose again. And I'm more than happy to the league for the rest of the season. The, the main problem, I mean, not the main problem, Dundee and I have a lot of problems, but they have absolutely no uh, dig in the middle of the park. There is no uh, defensive midfielder that I can see, even in that team. I think we started with Levitt, Harks and McGrath in the middle of the park last week. I mean, if they do that against Aberdeen, Aberdeen will absolutely pummel them because they've got they've got real strength in the middle of the park. Um, and, and, and that's what I saw. St Mun battered uh, United in the middle of the pitch. I'm sure St Johnston probably did the same last weekend. And they're losing the game in the middle of the park. Yeah. And they're really bad defensively and they get two really shit goalkeepers. It's not a great recipe, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'm with not going to leave the point too much, but looking at the bench last weekend for United, they had Glenn Middleton on the bench, who will be on a decent pack uh, a week, and Tony Watt on the bench. So two players on pretty good wages as well at Dungeon United, not even getting on, or not even starting, sorry. Um, yeah, it's not a happy place at the Montana Dice, and hopefully we'll see two goals and loads of corners. Just to back up Div's point as well on the corners in this game, Dundee United have hit some pretty good numbers. They've hit six, nine, two and nine in their four home games. So they hit nine v us last weekend, um, nine v Livingston, and six versus somebody else. Can't remember who it was. Sorry. And only got two be Celtic, but yeah, Aberdeen will probably hit at least four or five. So I think ten corners in this game looks uh, very achievable. Yeah, should be a good game at Tanner Dyson. Almost ironically, if it's a game that you kind of wish was on TV Saturday six o'clock. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, maybe be having a wee look in the fire stick for that one. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it'll be a good game, and uh, you're absolutely right. I would, I would pay to watch it uh, if pay-per-view is an option. I might well do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to the three o'clock kickoffs. We've got Livingston at home to Ross County, and oh, Greg, I just don't have any notes for this one at all. Um, the only notes I've got is that Livingston can go ten points ahead of Ross County here, which is massive, absolutely massive. Livingston have had a good start to the season, really solid start to the season for them. Ten to eleven, probably a little bit short, but. I think Dev and I are both on the same page here when it comes to Ross County. Bit of a media darling. They've had a lot of praise at the start of the season, but ultimately, though, they've been pretty damn poor. Uh, five points they've got, I think, so far yeah. this season. Eight games, which is really, really poor. Uh, and nine games. Nine games. Yeah. And Livingston have got a chance to put 10 points clear of what you'd have to say would be a rival to try and stay in the league. And even more so, if Aberdeen do the business on Saturday night, Livingston could find themselves 13 points clear of bottom place. That's absolutely massive for a team like Livingston, or Ross County, or St Johnston, for that matter, to be 13 points clear of the bottom. When your goal for Livingston, not, no disrespect to them, it's the same for a lot of clubs, is to stay in the league. Yeah. But to be 13 points clear is massive. But yeah, it's uh, a no bet for me. <laughs> yeah, and if it's a fixture that Livingston quite enjoy, they're unbeaten in nine against Ross County, having won, what, five and drawn four of the last nine meetings? Yeah, I had that down in my notes as well. And, and obviously, County are really struggling for goals. They've only scored one goal in their four away games, losing three and drawing one in Perth. And Livingston have won their last three at home, um, albeit just one nil. So it, it doesn't scream goals this game, let's be fair, but... I think Livingston are, are a good price. Um, I think me and Greg have both agreed we're never touching win draw market ever again because it's just it, mm-hmm. it just comes back to bite you too much. But Livingston at one point nine, 
chucking on a kind of longer shot accumulator, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a miss a miss to. I think that's a reasonable price, uh, given the, the shape that Ross County are in at the moment. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, last on Saturday we've got St Mirren's visit to Rangers. Div, are you heading along? I don't think so. No, it's thirty-one quid, and I don't really, I really don't enjoy Ibrox. I'm not just saying that. I mean, I really don't enjoy going there. Um, as an away fan, it's awful. Um, so I might not go. I might. Part of me thinks I should go because that are form and all that, and I'd love to get it up the way through there. I really would more than anything, but <laughs> um, I'm not sure I can stomach it. So I, I, jury's out. I'll decide tomorrow morning, but I don't think I'll go. Um, it's the worst away day in the league, along with Celtic Park. Away fans from other ten clubs do not want to go to Celtic Park or Ibrox. Yeah, I, I don't massively mind Celtic Park, to be honest. Maybe it's because we tend to do a little bit better there. We, our record at Ibrox is horrific. We've not won there since the early 90s. Um, so, although we've beat Rangers in Paisley, we've, we've really, our record at Ibrox is really bad. Um, so, it's not a place I enjoy going. It's not a place we seem to enjoy going. Um, but, having said that, I think we will give them a game. I think we'll frustrate them. I don't think they'll enjoy playing against us. And all our good results have been against teams uh, who are so-called better teams than us. Um, it's, it's Gubbins, Lutz and Johnson and things like that we've struggled mm-hmm. against. <laughs> and a bit like the Celtic fixture, Div, there's probably a good time to be. If you're if you're going to get a result at Ibrox, it's sandwiched in between two massive games for Rangers against Liverpool. Yeah, I think they obviously they, they, they had a bit of a run around during the week, um, albeit they did rest uh, Cholak and things like that, so well, not rest him, I know he came off the bench, but I'd imagine he'll start and he's in really good form. Um, I just think we'll, we'll sit in and let them have the ball and try and frustrate them, the same as we did against Celtic. Obviously, Jonah Young is suspended for this one, which is a bit of a blow for us because he's been in great form. Uh, what a save that was from him last week. Um, but, um, yeah, I... I, I don't necessarily think we can go there and win, but I do, I do think we'll frustrate them. Um, I don't think Rangers run up a cricket score by any stretch. I think we're too organised for that, and hopefully I will not die by those words come mm-hmm. Saturday night. Um, but, you know, I fancy, I fancy corners here. I think, um, as I say, our whole style is to let Rangers have the ball, and we will sit in and try and hit them on the break. So I think Rangers will get a lot of corners um, because they'll get the ball wide, and we will play three central defenders and two fullbacks that will sit deep so I think there'll, there'll be a lot of crosses coming in as there always is against Rangers with Barisic and Tavernier so I think Rangers to cover a handicap of minus four corners to me looks a really good bet um, they've hit nine, nine, seven and seven in their four home games I think we'll get a couple of corners for sure but I don't think we'll get many more than that so I think that's a, a fairly tidy uh, angle uh, for this game as Rangers minus four corners on a handicap 1.83 Yep, and uh, <clears throat> Nick Walsh is the, the man in the middle on Saturday. Div, he's a man who's not shy of a, a red card. He's produced six red cards already in 12 games this season. Yeah, we've had quite a few reds uh, this season as well. Not necessarily through bad discipline, just through, I think two of them have been away from home, have been, or at home and away from home have been for handball. Um, so, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, I don't think we're a particularly dirty team, but we are quite high in the foul list um, and we're obviously very high in the red card list. So, knowing the way Ibrooks goes for us, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I've seen us lose four penalties in one game at Ibrooks. I've seen us have players sent off left, right and centre. So, 
Uh, you know what you're going to get when you go there. It's backs to the wall. But uh, honestly, I, I do. I think we'll really frustrate them. And I really, if we don't lose an early goal, I think that's our key. Um, and as it always is, don't lose an early goal. Get the fans a little bit edgy, and then see where it goes from there. And, and every time I see we go there, we do lose an early goal, and it's so flipping annoying. But hopefully, we don't do that Saturday and and, uh, and frustrate them. And you never know. And there'll be quite a few fans of other clubs hoping that St Mirren get absolutely battered on Saturday. Um, Is that right? <laughs> given, the fact that, given the fact they're sitting third in the table at the moment, I think Hearts, Aberdeen, Hibs, um, whoever else is in that neck of the woods will be wanting to push up the table. So they won't want St Mirren to go there and pick up any points. So yeah, as a fan, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I mean, obviously, United went there and, um, and, and only got beat 2-1. Uh, last weekend, so there's no reason why we can't go there and give a good account of ourselves because we are, in my view, much better than Dundee United at the moment. Uh, as Paul says, Rangers have got a big European game coming up, they had a big uh, run around during the week, so you never know. We might take advantage of that, and um, we've got players that can definitely hurt them uh, on the break. So if our defence performs well and our goalkeeper performs well and they have a wee bit of luck, who knows? It's a good time to play them as. Paul said, isn't it? Because there's no pressure on Sittman on Saturday to get a result there. They're on a really good run. They're sitting third. Um, obviously, what you don't want to happen is a, is a hammering, but it's a good time to play them, given how well Sittman have played recently. Yeah, I just, as I say, famous last words, I can't see us getting hammered. I, really, I don't think Rangers have got that in them at the moment. Um, they've got good players, but I don't think they've got that in them to give teams a good hammering. And I think we'll be... We're too streetwise, hopefully, um, to get battered. We're going to get battered there. <laughs> 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 Just checking uh, minus five at the moment. <laughs> I need to stop talking. You have absolutely talked yourself into a hammering on Saturday. But um, yeah, I think the general consensus is it's maybe going to be a bit tighter than the, the two to nine on Rangers suggests on Saturday. Uh, on to Sunday, we've got Hearts who are away to Kilmarnock. Hearts beaten tonight quite comprehensively by Fiorentina. It's not been a great week in Europe for the Scottish clubs this week, Greg. It's not. It's really not, has it? Obviously, getting into Europe for some clubs is a massive thing. Hearts not been in the European stage for a while now. Some glamour ties, but it's been pretty poor. Although they did get a good result in Riga. But at Tynecastle, though, they've just been dispatched, haven't they? Yeah. Um, by the Turkish mob. Um, and tonight by Fiorentina, who... I think could have been a good few goals up in that first half. I know the second, I know the red card didn't help, but three 0 pretty comprehensive. And as I've said before, teams playing on a Thursday night, Sunday, uh, then playing on a Sunday, never easy. What makes this even more difficult is because Kilmarnock have actually been pretty decent at rugby park this season. I've seen Dev tweet that St. Mirren, sorry not St. Mirren, Kilmarnock have picked up seven points at home this season. Um, they won again last night. Typical Derek McInnes kind of set up last night, 2-0 up, shut up shop, get the points on the board. And I think it'll be a very, very difficult game for Hearts on, on Sunday. I really do. 23-20, not for me. Hearts on the other side, who I don't believe travel very well. I don't think it's as bad as Aberdeen's record away from home, Hearts. But I'm pretty sure I've highlighted Hearts as a waveform before on the podcast. And it's not great viewing. And I just don't think I can be back in Hearts at 23-20. They did go to Motherwell, and I think they won 3 up Motherwell, didn't they? After yep. playing against Riga. But I think Craig Gordon had a tremendous day at the office that day. And I just think there's probably value in Kilmarnock 
here or potentially command at double chance, especially after a really disappointing result tonight. So no bet for me, but what I would say is probably Lee Hearts. I don't think he can be back in Hearts. It's just a shade above evens. I think it's a kind of well-worn out line that teams tend to struggle after a midweek game in Europe, but it's not been borne out by Hearts. I think they've actually won every game following uh, a midweek game this season so far. Uh, they beat St. Johnson 3-2 after defeat to Zurich. Um, in fact, they lost to Celtic uh, after their first game against Zurich, which I guess is forgivable. But they've won, I think they've won their other two fixtures uh, upon return from a European game. So, you know, maybe not as, as difficult as we often make out. The squad is definitely stretched though. I mean, if you look at even tonight, they had Halkett sitting on the stand, Beningham May in the stand, and obviously Boyce is out, and then uh, obviously Devlin's going to miss out after his red card last weekend as well. So I just feel their squad is is being stretched both by the European games and just by general bad luck as well. And they're big players. Halkett especially is a really big player to be missing um, mm. for them. They always struggle when he's not in the team. Um, they lose goals. And as Greg said, they're away for him. It's been patchy. They lost at Livingston, for example, this this season. They did win three 0 at Motherwell, but I've, by all accounts, everybody said Motherwell were really unlucky that day. Um, it's just maybe one of those results. Kelly at home. Uh, they've got all their points have been won at home. That pitch, whether you like the, whether the pitch is in to do it or not, I don't know. But it seems to be a factor, and they, their home form seems to be decent. Uh, only Celtic have won there, so. I wouldn't rule out Kelly getting something from this game, um, but it's a kind of no bet for me. I yeah. think it'll be a horrible game to watch this match. I don't think <laughs> many goals. They didn't look. They scored last night from a free kick, but to be fair, it was a tremendous free kick. To be fair, uh, but it, I don't think Remy Matthews had a single save to make in the full ninety minutes. He. This isn't me as a Johnson fan being bitter about beat two one. I just don't recall him making any saves at all. In the in the full game, I think he picked the ball at his net twice. Um, that's probably my biggest fear for Kilmarnock because they don't look a big enough threat going forward for me. I just think this is going to have a one nil someone written over it. Okay, I won't uh, won't set my alarm for that one. <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, it does that? It's not on the telly, is it, Div? No, I don't think so. No, probably. We're still here next week, and it's going to be <laughs> four, four, two four, Rangers, <laughs> and it's going to be three all. <laughs> okay, let's have a wee quick look at the championship. Div, uh, I think we spoke earlier in the season uh, about how close the teams are in the championship, which uh, you could argue is still the case. Um, and every week I have religiously put on five draws in the championship. Don't think we've got particularly close to it so far this season, but you're happy to go back in again this weekend. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's a bit like you put on the same lottery numbers every week. Once you start doing it, there's no going back. And I'm kind of like, I nail my fiver to the master every Saturday now with the permanent draws, uh, any three, any four and all five. So I put a fiver in that every week. You're right, it's been pretty dismal so far, to be fair. But I like the look of the card this week. I think Inverness and Partick tomorrow night's a big game. Um, Obviously, Thistle are flying. Inverness are in decent enough form as well. Um, I think that'll be a close game. Are both Dundee? Dundee are just a shambles. Are both obviously a bit of a mess as well. So Derby could easily be a draw. Ayr and Queen's Park, two teams who have been in decent form, but Queen's Park had a, a, a bad loss during the week, and Ayr have, have lost a couple of games. Morton Hamilton looks close, and, and Wraith Cove, I think you could argue, all of those games could easily be draws. So 
Um, I'll be back in on it again. It will happen eventually. It's just a bit of a, a waiting game and being patient. And in terms of your perm, do you perm three, four and five or is it just four and five? Yeah, ten trebles at 30p, five fourfolds at 30p and one fivefold at 50p, which is a Greg Browning bet, to be fair. I've just copied it. Uh, so, yeah, that five oh, quid, that five quid returns just over £400 this weekend. So you only need it to come in once uh, in a season. And it will, it will come in. I'm pretty confident it will come in at some point. And obviously, if you get three, you get, a, I don't know, you get about 20 quid back for that. And then four, you maybe get 70, 80 quid, something like that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good It's a good fun bet. Say that again, Greg. Eat a stick, stick with that bet for the full season. Yeah. It's a bet you have to do every week. Yeah. And stick with it and it will, it will land. Yeah. Uh, so in the Championship, Greg, Partick Thistle lead the way. They're a point clear of Queen's Park. Tough trip to Inverness for them on Friday night. It is. They um, they went to air last weekend, Inverness. I, I don't know if it was smash and grab, but what I do know is air got 20 corners last weekend. 20 corners in that match, <laughs> which is, must be a record. That must be. Any team get 20 corners. Um, I think they had 14 and a half time, and they got beat. <laughs> So the most overrated thing in football is a corner. Um, it's a scoring <laughs> opportunity. Really tough game to call that one. I think Thistle obviously will be delighted to be top of the league. They'll be delighted Dundee are so bad. Like Dundee have lost four of their nine games, which is just unbelievable. You'd be expecting them to finish the season not only having only lost four or five games um, in terms of trying to go up back to the Premiership. So it's a really difficult card this weekend. Not for me. Definitely can't be back in Dundee at Arbroath now. I was keen to see how they got on at Cove. All started very well for Dundee midweek at Cove, 1-0 up, and they then lost 3-1. So, best left alone. I don't think there's anything in this league for me this weekend. It's a really difficult league to to, to call out. But obviously, match of the day will be uh, part of Thistle's trip to Inverness. And if Thistle can get a result in that one, there's potential that they could go seven points clear of... Dundee, who you'd have to argue would probably be their main uh, title challengers this season. Yeah, I think uh, on balance, probably Div's approach is probably the best this weekend, trying to cover yeah, some draws. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, into League One, and it's FC Edinburgh who are top, Greg, and not many would have seen that coming at this stage of the season. Unbelievable, isn't it? Um, Edinburgh City, I'll keep calling them though. But <laughs> I had Edinburgh City finishing bottom three quite comfortably along with Peterhead and Clyde. For them to be top with a league that's got Dunfermline, Falkirk, Airdrie Montrose in it, um, Aloha, Queen of the South, all sides you'd expect to be above FC Edinburgh at this point. A really good win for them last night, home to Peterhead. Not a banana skin, but the pressure was on them to get the result and they, was it 2-0 it finished? Yeah. So really good result for them last night. 18 points at the moment, two points clear. They have played a game more than Dunfermline, but what a start to the season it's been for them. I don't know how this has happened, but it's, it's great for the league. Very, very, It's probably the best league in, in Scotland, I would say, in terms of anyone could beat anyone, anyone can go up. It's very, very tight. Other than Peterhead, who... Even Peterhead have... They've rallied a, bit, a wee bit, haven't they? Yeah, they've improved a little bit. They were an absolute coupon buster last week. Away to Dunfermline, uh, two 0 down, and they they got two late goals, and again that goes to back up the view about backing teams to score two goals rather than win. Yeah. I think more often than not, as Div mentioned earlier on the podcast, 
more often than not, definitely worth backing a team to score two goals than to win the match. And that was one of those occasions. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cracking league and well done to Edinburgh City for being top at the moment. Yeah, that was a proper coupon bus. I think Dunfermline were one to five or thereabouts Div last weekend, with two up with ten minutes to go, maybe. Aye, unbelievable. Unbelievable. As Greg says, Peterhead have certainly improved a wee bit. They beat Kelty and then got that draw at Dunfermline, which really was. I mean, Dunfermline, the only team in the whole country without a defeat yet. And uh, mm-hmm. you looked at them at home at Peterhead, a classic uh, coupon buster. Uh, great, great point for Peterhead. They're five to four. Edinburgh City to win on Saturday. Bearing in mind they're 11 points ahead of Kelty Hearts, just at second bottom. So you'd have to say the 5 to 4 looks a good place. If that was a Falkirk or the Fernwind, you'd be going, oh my God, that's a great place. Yeah. Just because it's Edinburgh City, it's probably me going under the radar a little bit. Well, K- yeah. Kelty have uh, lost all four of their away games, um, even at Peterhead. So, you know, they've, they're definitely not to be trusted on the road. Um, so Edinburgh City really should. Uh, be kind of hot favourites to beat them to be perfectly honest with you yeah best in form okay Greg you've got one bet for us in League 1 that's at Clyde we win throws yeah I just think in terms of goals for this match I, I had Clyde to finish kind of bottom three eighth at the moment so yeah sitting in that bottom three place they have been on an awful run starting the season off really well they had a great result at Queen of the South picked up seven points in their first three games which is a massive surprise I must admit but that was a long time ago now, and they've now lost all five league games after that, uh, shipping two goals in all all five as well. I think six of their last eight league games have been over 2.5 goals. And they, they host Montrose, who got a really good win at home to Airdrie on Tuesday night, a 4-2 win off the back of a couple of disappointing defeats for Montrose. I just, there's a couple of ways to look at this game. Montrose at 13 to 10, Quite attractive to back, um, also to back them over 1.5 match goals. But looking at Clyde's home form, they have scored three, two and two in their three home games. So they've scored two or more goals in all three home games, Clyde. I don't think they'll win this, Clyde. I think Montrose will probably edge this, but I'm more than happy to take over 2.5 match goals, given Clyde have seen over 2.5 in five of their, six of their eight, sorry, ship goals in the last five as well, and I think Airdrie have seen over two point. Sorry, Montrose have seen over two point five match goals in five of their last six. So a straight goals bet here for me. Clive Montrose over two point five match goals at seventeen to twenty. Okay, right. Look at that. Uh, we'll go to League Two now. Just before we wrap up, Dumbarton are five points clear. And they've reacted pretty well. They lost um, at Sunrar. I think we, I think we discussed that in the podcast potentially. Greg, that Sunrar was always going to be a tricky place for them to go to, uh, but they've won seven points from their last nine since then, and they still are top of the table. They are. They've got a bit of a sticky patch now. They're not as far ahead as they were. Um, Sunrar. I think I may get a Sunrar strip to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> um, tremendous home to us the last two or three weeks. And again, I think every man and their dog was under Barton to beat Stranraer. I think we backed goals in that match. Um, I think I backed Stranraer privately at 4-1, to one, just, just based on the price, um, given how good their home form is. But it's good to see it. it's a little bit tighter now. Uh, still on Albion Steny, also vastly improved. Albion Rovers back to their usual um, 
bottom of the league area. I think Albion Rovers have got the lowest budget in that league as well. So probably no surprise to see them down there. But it's, a, it's again, another really tight league. Anyone can beat anyone on, on their day. And it's definitely a league to back for goals. So Scottish nap landed last week. Elgin at home to Arran for this 5-1. And I've got another Scottish nap this week. Um, from the Stranraer v Elgin game and uh, that's been shared in the channel as has another bet between Stenhouse Muir and Annan. Yeah, and funnily enough, those are two games that Div's got bets on. Before you get there, Div and Greg, I don't know what your Stranraer bet is, but I think they're a really good price at 5-4 to four at home to an Elgin City side who haven't won away from home yet this season. Uh, Stranraer have been pretty solid at home, three wins and two draws, and I just think that 5-4 to four looks a good price, Div. Yeah, no, it does. Um, you know, it's another league that's really hard to call in terms of teams winning, but it's it's just chock full of goals. There's just millions of goals every week in this league, so it's it's uh, it's just trying to pick the right games uh, and the right combination of teams, uh, and it usually fires. You know, as Greg said last weekend was brilliant. Some good winners uh, in that league, and again, I can't I can't oppose goals in a couple of the games in, in that league either. Yeah, so Stranraer being one of those games? Stranraer the Elgin, yeah. I mean, Stranraer over two and a half goals in all of the last seven games. Elgin over two and a half goals in seven of their last eight games. It just screams goals. Obviously, it's a it's a massive trip uh, for, for Elgin. Uh, yeah, the longest <laughs> The longest trip I think they could possibly have asked for in the Scottish game. But um, I think... Uh, it just has goals written all over it. Um, Stranara in good form at home. I fancy them. He definitely get a couple of goals as well. But Elgin usually we in with, with goals himself and, and got a hat full last weekend. So I think over two and a half goals at 45, 1.8 in this game looks very solid indeed, if you ask me. And you're looking at a similar angle for Stenhousemuir v. Yeah, it's the same story. I mean, Steny over two and a half goals in all of their last eight games. Annan over two and a half uh, match goals in all of their last seven games. So it's it's a bit of a no-brainer. You know, Steny are just scoring goals, but they're conceding goals. Uh, and Annan uh, just seem to ship goals and score goals as well. So it's the same, exactly the same template, over two and a half goals, same price as well, uh, 1.845. I think those two as a double as well wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst shout. I just, uh, they're both screaming goals for me, both those games. Yeah, yeah, don't disagree. So they've both been 0-0 now. <laughs> the curse. Yeah, not the curse. Uh, okay, anything else in League 2 before we wrap up? Uh, not for me, no. Okay, okay. Uh, I think it's probably time for us to recap some of the bets that we've discussed on the podcast this week. Can you give us a wee recap of your bets, Greg? Yeah, so starting off in the Premiership, we've got uh, over 1.5 match goals double, uh, Hibs versus Motherwell and Dundee United versus Aberdeen, and that pays 17 to 20. There'll be no doubt a few other bets that will be shooting on the channel from the Premiership, but in the meantime, I'm looking at Clyde v Montrose in League One, and I'm backing over 2.5 match goals in that game at 17 to 20. And I've got my Scottish nap at Stranraer v Elgin. And also another goals bet at Stenhouse Muir versus Annan that I've shared on the channel. Okay. And Div? Uh, so in the Premiership, I've gone for Rangers minus four in the corners handicap at home to St Mun at 1.83. Uh, Dundee United Aberdeen over 10 match corners at 1.83. And then Steny Annan over two and a half goals at 1.8. And Stranraer v Elgin over two and a half goals also 1.8. And then my Hollywood five draws in the championship, Pearl 93, 84 and all five. 
Yeah, it'd be great if it was this weekend that came in, Div. It would be great any weekend, but yes, <laughs> this weekend would be fabulous. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to the weekend, uh, some cracking games. So, yeah, should be good. Yep, lots to look forward to. Okay, and don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at PyInbov. If you follow Greg's channel, you'll find out plenty of details there on how to sign up for his private channel, which, of course, we thoroughly recommend. Uh, and, of course, if you want to get involved in more chat about Scottish football, make sure you join the forums at pieandbovro.com. And that's us for this weekend on the Scottish Gambler Betting Podcast. Thanks very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys.